From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about what you need to know to best understand the difference between spontaneous and scheduled sex. And there's a quote from Peter Drucker that says, spontaneity is an infinite number of rehearsed possibilities. Mm. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about that and kind of pulling that apart today as we're talking about spontaneous versus scheduled sex. But first, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone in the one family, someone whose marriage has experienced breakthrough or transformation. And this hug comes from a Facebook message we received that starts with, my husband and I want to say thank you. We give you credit for saving our marriage goes on to say, unfortunately, I had given up on my marriage and literally the night before we decided to announce to our family that we had made the decision to separate through God intervention or pure dumb luck, we discovered your podcast. Since we have children and respected one another, my husband and I were still civil and communicating. So I forwarded him an episode. We laughed at how similar your relationship problems were exactly like ours. And we joked, it was as if there was an unknown camera in our bedroom, like in that (laughs) Truman Show movie. After hearing you guys, we decided to give our marriage another chance. We have learned to fall in love again, learned to communicate, and learned to want each other physically, and your podcast started it. Mm. Like you, we were going on 11 years of marriage, two small kids, and went through the motions of marriage. Our problem was I was always able and willing to be intimate with my spouse, but I was the one being shut down by him. This made me doubt myself as a woman, gain weight, and feel awful because men have the stereotype of always being ready to go. But I realized I never romanced him. And then I would use sex as punishment, unique I know, where he had to satisfy me and initiate sex every time that eventually over time, he was the one doing all the work. Our intimacy became all about me. After talking, I learned he was waiting for me to start the intimacy and come to find out he couldn't read my mind. I wanted sex, but most shocking was that he wanted to be romanced too. Mm. I realized he had always planned the date, started the arousal and did a lot of the other work. We never communicated our needs and expected the other to just know after almost 11 years of marriage. Your podcast taught us it's okay and in fact better to schedule sex, schedule when each other will initiate, romance one another, and most importantly, not want to give up on our marriage. Thanks, guys. You have two new listeners. Oh, I love it. I love it. Wow. Hey, a marriage saved. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. One marriage, one couple touching one life, and, and there it is, and and God bless you guys for, you know, going after it, taking action, being intentional. I'm, I'm sure there's much more to go. And yet you're in a place where the journey's just begun and just keep on going. And, and you know, it's so interesting because a lot of times, uh, because we get so many hugs, whether they come in through Facebook messages or emails or things like that, I'll literally drop the hug into our show notes just in preparation mm-hmm. of, you know, what we're going to prepare the show on. And I didn't even realize until we started, I started actually like, creating this show that scheduling sex was actually a big part of their restoration. Mm -hmm. And here we are, we're doing this show on scheduled sex versus spontaneous sex. And literally from, from the very first episode, you guys, from episode one, Mm -hmm. we have talked about scheduling sex. I mean that 60 days, uh, 60 days of sex challenge 
was 60 days of scheduled sex. We had committed that for 60 days. We were going to have sex. We were going to have sex. And, you know, so that first show was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. That adventure that we started was 12 years ago, right? So there's been this whole, like, this has been a part of our lives for the last 12 years. And, and so often we get all this pushback and all this objection that it, when we start talking about scheduling sex, that, you know, we must... We must be taking out the spontaneity. We must be taking out the creativity because this idea that that scheduled sex could also have creativity and it could still have elements of spontaneity is absolutely foreign mm -hmm. to people. And, and so, you know, we asked you all because we have been talking about this on the show for the last 10 years. Um, you know, who's scheduling sex? In the one family, we put a, a poll up on IG stories where we do all of our polls. And it turns out that only about 37% of those responded currently schedule their sexual intimacy, which I think is actually up from like 28 or 29% the last time that I asked. So there has been an increase. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. And that is within the one family. I, I think if we were to go out into the larger general mm -hmm. pu public, and especially those who are married, I think we would see that number dive a ton. So believe me when I say that you and the one family are above when it comes to areas of our sexual intimacy, because we really take it, we take it seriously. All of us do. And we're, we're looking at that and going, what is going to allow us to connect sexually right. in this marriage? And we talk about it a lot on this show. We have for the last 10 years. Yeah. But the, the question I asked after, you know, are you or are you not scheduling your sexual intimacy is regardless of whether you are or not, what's your opinion? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, just what are you thinking? And, and, oh and, I, have, and I have to Tony say. Tony is about to jump out of his skin, you guys. <laughs> like, it, this is the time. I know we recorded the, the 10th anniversary show, but this is the time when I do wish I had video on him yeah. because he is like so itching to go. No, no, go. no. I, I, I find it. So amazing, the both sides. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean. And this is a cool thing. And, and I've learned this over the years. Hey, we all have our 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 journey that we're on, and where we're at. And sometimes it's like, are you kidding? Scheduling sex would destroy our our marriage. It would destroy our sex life. You know, spontaneous sex is what we're doing all the time. And, and I gotta say, spontaneous sex. I don't I don't know if people even understand what spontaneous means. And so, okay, I do have to preface this because yes. usually I'm the one wanting to give the definition, but Tony was so fired up about this word, you guys, that he emailed me like days before I was even preparing for the show with the definition of spontaneous. He's like, this has got to be in the show notes. Yes. Because I think that's where the big, the big hiccup is. Mm -hmm. We say scheduled sex and people automatically go, oh, that can't be spontaneous, but they'll go, oh, I love spontaneous sex, you know, da, 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 da. Here's the definition of spontaneous is performed or occurring as a result of sudden. And I think that's a keyword sudden inner impulse or inclination and without premeditation or external stimulus. Just hear that. Just let that sink in and honestly tell me, have you had spontaneous sex? Well, because I think the challenge is that th those two words on the end without premeditation or external stimulus. But I also look at the beginning of that sudden inner impulse. Well, I, I mean, I think that part's possible. Like you could be like, wow, but I, I think you have the impulse, but I think the impulse is the result of the external stimulus and okay. the, the premeditation, okay. which I think often does happen. Like you see your spouse and you're like, wow. 
like I want to have sex with you or you know somebody's coming out of the bathroom naked or you know you roll over in the middle of the night and you're cuddled up and you're like that feels good yeah so I do think I, I think we have to look at those words, premeditation and external stimulus, and really get around the idea that it's virtually impossible. Without either of those to have sudden inner impulses to have sex. Like, I, I mean, I've been coaching couples for a long time now. Mm-hmm. I have yet to hear of a couple that literally just wakes up in the middle of the night and finds themselves having sex and they have no idea how they got there. Right? Like, I, I hear a lot about people's sex lives. I've never heard that. And I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that after talking to, you know, hundreds of couples about their sex lives, it hasn't happened yet. Right. So uh, like we're going to put it out there that maybe you really aren't having as much spontaneous sex mm-hmm. as you think you are. And, and it's also looking at like, can you still be creative? And if the word spontaneous, if you're like set on having to use this word, I'm actually going to pose it to you guys that maybe the word isn't spontaneous. Maybe you're actually having calculated sex. Mm. I'm going to throw it out there because calculating, you have to start taking into account the factors. Like when we did the, the 60 days of sex challenge, that was a very calculated period of time. Mm-hmm. Like we knew, you know, when Tony, is, Tony came to me and the whole proposition was we were doing a small group study in our church that was going to be eight weeks. Eight times seven is 56. Tony likes round numbers. Let's just go to 60. Mm-hmm. Calculated. Calculated and in our case, scheduled. But during that time, there was always a 24-hour period because we were going on 24-hour periods where we didn't know exactly when and we didn't know exactly how. And and we had made conversations around who was going to initiate and what that was going to look like. So there was still creativity. There was still spontaneity of like what time of day is it going to happen, but all happening under this calculated framework. And scheduled. And scheduled. So I'm going to challenge you that we need to think about this because there are so many areas of your life that you actually do schedule and you have alerts pop up on your phone. You have your, your paper calendars, you have your family calendar, you have all of these things where we're totally comfortable scheduling. In fact, it's actually kind of, you know, it's almost that badge of honor that we talk about busyness that we have so many things on our calendar, Mm -hmm. right? We get into this place of, you know what? Like, I mean, if you look at my calendar right now, there are alerts on, you know, taking kids to school and getting them picked up with Alex and his leg right now. There's physical therapy appointments that go off. All of my client appointments go off. There are doctor's appointments and time with friends, all of these things. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable and willing to schedule. I'm willing to say I'm going to be intentional about this. And yet we get into this idea of sex and sexual intimacy. And all of a sudden people freak out. They're like, absolutely not. I'm not putting that on my calendar. And and then we go so far because Tony and I are bold enough to ask this question. Um, So how's your sex life? Mm -hmm. Because if if you're like so sold on the fact that what we must be doing, uh, that what we're doing is absolutely insane and crazy, then I want to know how you're doing. And not always, because some people are like totally great sex lives. But most people, when we pose that question back to them, we get responses of, you know, just a blank stare. Yes. That's my favorite. Yep. Like I, um, I've got, um, okay. Or we get the, the kind of mumble of, well, it's, it's not as good as I like. Or we get the, well, you know, we just kind of always do the same thing. Or somebody, you know, if they, at once they get past the blank stare, we'll be like, well, what sex life? Mm-hmm. hello hello that's my point that's our point today that if you're not intentional about this 
where is it? Right, we had some people respond back to us that, you know, well, the reason we don't is because doesn't that make it a chore? Doesn't that just become another obligation? And I'm thinking, when did sex become a chore? When did it become an obligation? Why can't we look at sexual intimacy as an opportunity with our spouses instead of one more thing on the to-do list? Because I'll tell you, my to-do list has tons of things that just keep rolling to the next day. Mm. I have chores that, you know, come nine o'clock at night. I'm like, you know what? It's just not getting done today. And I think that's the big thing you said there. There is a mindset shift we got to be looking at. Because is sex really a chore? Or is it something that, is it something that you and I engaging in that only we get to do together? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the big hiccup comes in. Because in our mindset, spontaneous means it's just going to happen when it's going to happen, and we don't have to think about it. The downside to that, though, is you're only having sex once a month, maybe. Maybe twice. And you guys are struggling. And you're, and you're, and you're frustrated when you are having sex. And so what ends up happening if the mindset shifts from being a chore or another something to do on the to-do list. And this and this goes, hey, this goes for both husband and wife. Mm-hmm. This, this, I'm not, and Elisa and I are not pointing at one or the other. This is both. I mean, I know just as many guys as women who have plenty on their, on their day-to-day and could just roll with never even touching their wives. And I look at them and I go, listen, you got, to connect. You got to romance. You got to connect sexually with her because I know, and I think all of us know of somebody who, you know, little by little started saying nice somethings and this, that, and the other, before you know it, they're having an extramarital affair. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to see that happen to those of you in the one family. We don't. And that's where I just think sometimes our mindset is so, we, we get so in, in a place of like, this is the only way. Mm-hmm. And yet, if we start to think a little bit and go, whoa, if we just started even scheduling it twice a month, hey, maybe you are doing it twice a month, but you're not too sure when it's really happening. What if you just scheduled it twice a month and said, hey, first half of the month, the first two weeks, honey, you have the opportunity to, to romance me, to initiate on one day in the first 14 days of the month, the second 14 days of the month, I get to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's just, it's there. You know it. Hey, it's calculated. It's going to be calculated at some point in time. It's not going to be spontaneous. You still have some parameter, though, knowing that the two of you are going to be able to connect that way. It's you know, it's interesting because when I started seeing, and there were many people that said, doesn't it become an obligation? Doesn't it become a chore? And I'm, I'm listening to you talk about, you know, these, the, you know, the 14 day, you know, dividing it up to those two weeks. And I, and I started thinking like, if, if having sex with you is a chore, does that mean that, that I can also look at going on a date with you as a mm-hmm. chore or mm-hmm. spending time with you? Like, can I just, you know, if my mindset is that this one aspect of my marriage is a chore, mm, then, that's good. then would I, would it be easier for me to think that everything I have to do with you that I want to do with you is a chore or everything that, that falls under marriage is a chore? Like, is our whole marriage a chore? Well, when you say that, what, what comes to me is that I think we really need to look at our vows again mm. at that point, because I think we've lost 
what it means to be in this marriage relationship. And we don't have any vision. We've lost the dream. The dream is gone. And so with that, we need to get a hard reset. You know, and I think of a hard reset, it's like when my laptop, it freezes on me and I got a new laptop and it does freeze on me at times and it drives me nuts. And the only way to get that computer running again is I got to hold down the power and it needs to be turned off completely and then it, I got to boot it back up. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that reading and really understanding what our marriage vows and what we said to each other is that hard reset of going, hold on, what am I thinking here? Because mm-hmm. my mindset from when, I, from when we were engaged to when we got married, it's changed. And I need a hard reset right now to go, what did I say? Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for our sexual intimacy? What does that mean when it comes to that, that, that time that we so longed for? And Elisa and I are blessed to be in a church right now where we have a lot of younger couples mm-hmm. and a lot of them are getting married. And it's, it's fun. It's, it's a place where we get to, to sit down with 25-year-olds and 30-year-olds and, and just talk to them and see where they're at and the excitement. And we also get to see them after they get married mm-hmm. and months, maybe even a couple of years later and where they're at. And so we got this really cool ability to get some insight. And I see that excitement and no kidding, three, six months later, it's sort of like, what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. And so I do believe though that that reset is ne- is needed and the mindset needs to change and why you said I do to your spouse. Well, and you bring up the marriage vows and, and, you know, most vows have something in there. And we talked about this when we did our marriage vows series that it's, you know, there's a to have and to hold, right? And so we're talking about sex. It's part of the vows. It's one of those things that says, you know what, what is our sexual intimacy going to look like and how are we going to be intentional about it? And I will tell you that when we're talking about sex, we're not talking about like down to the last minute where it's like, I'll see you at 9.07 on a Friday night and, and that's you know what it's going to look like. But let's talk about how you can be calculated and creative and schedule sex in your marriage. First things first, and I said at the top of the show, we know there are a lot of people that think, that we're crazy that we've been doing this for the last 12 years. Yeah. Right. Uh, We know it, but just like in the hug, it does have an impact on marriage and 23 years into this. And you guys have heard us say it on the show many, many times We're 23 years into this thing called marriage. And I will tell you that we are having the best sex of our lives. And, and I'm a little like, hold on here. Let me, let me just share why that is. Well, yeah, because it's truly making that sexual intimacy, a priority in our marriage Mm -hmm. and through the seasons. We we did an episode recently after our son blew out his ACL and MCL and the weeks after that, how the intimacy lifestyle kept us on, on focus on each other Mm -hmm. in this whirlwind. Because honestly, I do believe in those moments and in those times it would have been done. I think we would have probably looked at each other and not had sex for four, six weeks and, and then try to get back to it. And yet, because we do schedule sex and we live out the intimacy lifestyle, even in those tough times, we're, we're engaging one another. We're, we're, we're pushing through 
mm-hmm. some of those tough times. And, and believe me, Elisa and I have those as well. Not every single moment we do have the best sex. I will say that. And yet sometimes getting the desire going on both sides, sometimes getting the romance going, sometimes getting the foreplay going, there's some work going on right. that we, we gotta, we gotta get this thing moving. And, and how, how are we going to engage each other in this moment? Yeah. Sometimes it's like a slow start on a cold winter day when it's like 20 below right? right to get the engine started. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we've well, heard- water doesn't boil just out of nowhere. It's not spontaneous. Right. Right. You have the, to the, add the, the water's there. You add heat to it. Mm-hmm. It starts to warm up. It starts to heat up. That water is getting warmed up. And then there's a point where it begins to boil. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's that. That's that moment. Same thing with sex. It's not like we just all of a sudden we just jump in and we're boiling. I mean, we gotta we gotta ease into this. We gotta get going. Sometimes sometimes you turn the heat up on high and sometimes you turn it up on low because you know you got some time and you're sometimes just your going, hands are cold and she moves them away because yeah, you're freezing I'm her like, out. Stop touching me with cold hands. <laughs> but here's the thing. Why leave your sexual intimacy to chance? Why have this area be, well, maybe if we get to it. Why do that when you can say, you know what? What does it look like to be intentional? And I will tell you, we get all of the emails about the sexless marriages and the disconnect and all of these different things. We did a show recently on desire and how that's impacting. And and Tony's right. Not every time the desire is at like a 10 out of 10. It's not. I will Mm -hmm. tell you that. But we've made a commitment to say this sexual intimacy from our vows that we said 23 years ago, sexual intimacy is going to be a priority in our marriage. Has it always been there? No. We had to learn how to do it. But I'm curious what would change if you, if the two of you decide to have sex regularly, whatever that is for the two of you, you define it just yeah. because we do it twice a week. Doesn't mean that everybody in the one family does it twice a week. And we have our intimacy lifestyle planner exactly set up for that. So you guys can ask and answer each other questions. There's a calendar in there just to get you started on that first 30 days. Mm-hmm. And then you work it from there. So if you're interested in the intimacy lifestyle planner, go to one slash IL planner pick that up and that at least starts to give you that structure for you guys make it yours you you're, you you have different desires you have different um schedules you you have what's going on in your life make it work for you because that's what truly at the end of the day matters is that your sexual intimacy is happening between you and your spouse and maybe you don't like the word scheduled right? So look, think about that word calculated mm-hmm. because I truly believe like when I was looking at all the responses, when I was looking at people that were saying, you know, what, we don't need to schedule it because we're having it every other day. Well, that's calculated, right? You've, you've figured out that rhythm that works for your marriage and you've decided, well, we don't have it scheduled, but you know, we, we know that he or she's going to initiate on the, like you've already figured out a rhythm. So you don't like the word. I don't care that you don't like the word. Don't use it. Mm-hmm. But acknowledge the fact that it is a calculated activity in your marriage. What would happen if you actually understood how your spouse was initiating? If you were like, oh, I know what that means. Let me get myself mentally prepared. And that was the thing that a, a number of people said that because they've calculated or scheduled their sexual intimacy, whatever that looks like for the two of you, for those that deal with anxiety, it actually brings a measure of relief. Mm. 
to anxiety because they know what the expectations are. They know when their spouse is likely going to be initiated. They know what those signals and cues look like. So it's a reduction in anxiety. It actually allows for communication around sexual intimacy. Hello? Mm-hmm. The one family is about communicating in all areas of marriage, but especially around sexual intimacy. You know, what does it look like for this to be a priority in your marriage? Not just when things are bad. In fact, let's head things off before sexual intimacy becomes a problem. And can I say, when Elisa and I did our 60 days of sex challenge, we weren't in a great spot in our marriage. We didn't wait for the perfect time to take that challenge on. No, we had to take that on then and there to write the course, put the line in the sand, change the mindset, have that hard reset and go, this is where we're headed. And what came after that by us starting the intimacy lifestyle, that again, it wasn't a perfect timing sort of thing. It it was just sort of like, um, what do we do? We've never done this before. We've been married, you know, at that point, 11 years. How do we make this work? Okay. So you don't have to wait for the perfect moment to happen in your life and in your marriage for all, for everything to just line up to be like, oh, now it's time. No, maybe now it's time because everything isn't lining up. Mm -hmm. Stop waiting for the perfect moment in your life and in your marriage to start doing something. It's just, it's not always going to be perfect. I would say, heck, the last time Elisa and I made love, was it perfect? No. Was it still enjoyable? Heck yeah. Did we still get over our humps and, and, and sort of our own mindsets of winning this and that? Sure. And, it, and again, it's about the two of you connecting. Mm-hmm. Remember this, folks. It's about you guys connecting. And it may mean that you need to read those vows to one another again and go, hey, this is the start. I don't care how many years we've been married, one, five, 30, 40. I don't care. Like this is where we're going right now. We're going to reset. We're going to say our vows again, and we're going to start moving forward. It's, it's not something that can be left to chance. Can, can I just be really clear about that? Tony and I spent way too many years of our marriage, the first decade plus letting our sexual intimacy just happen right? We believed in the idea of spontaneous sex. We didn't calculate anything and it nearly killed our marriage. And the fact of the matter is whether it's the hug that I shared with you all today or the countless emails that I could show you, leaving your sexual intimacy to chance, leaving any of your intimacies but to, spe- chance. to chance, but specifically around sexual, leaving that to chance is dangerous for your marriage. I- I'm just going to tell you, if you don't have some kind of calculated plan, does that mean that we aren't spontaneous sometimes by like on our random Saturday? We're like, hey, you know, what does your day look like? Can we make this happen? But even that is calculated. Even that is calculated because there's a conversation. Mm-hmm. There's a looking at the schedule. There's a saying, hey, are you free for the next half hour? Are you free for the next hour? Can we meet at lunch? Still calculated. It is. And it's okay. It is okay for you to be calculated on this. In fact, just like the hug and just like what we've been saying for the last 10 years, what you focus on and what you give attention to will grow. Mm-hmm. It will flourish because it's getting attention. And I know that there are some of you right now going, I don't know. I- I'm just going to challenge you. What would happen if you committed to it for 30 days mm-hmm. to honor the words that you spoke to your spouse and said, I'm willing to try this for 30 days and then revisit it. Just, just honor what you say. Yeah. It's a big one. And as you go out this week, honestly, Think about these words that we've we've thrown around. 
thrown around spontaneous. We've thrown around scheduled sex. And we've, we've thrown around calculated. What does each one of those mean to you and to your spouse? And what does that look like for your sexual intimacy? Because ultimately, the, the, the goal is, for Elisa and I, is to impart upon you to have the marriage, the sexual intimacy that you desire to have with one another. That, that's it. So go out there this week. Figure it out. Pick up the Intimacy Lifestyle Planner. Hey, sit down with your spouse and even just talk about sex with them may be the big breakthrough that you need this week with them. So go out there, go out confidently, knowing that maybe right now is the time. Reset it, well, here we are, here we're going, 2020 is ahead of us, let's go take it. We're taking it because our marriage matters and we're gonna come out stronger at the end of this year than we start at the beginning of the year. We love you guys, we're excited to hear what's gonna happen in your marriage. Don't forget, send those hugs, we love them, we love them, we love them, and those in the one family do too. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.